Hey, this is Stu at Bitcoin Fi, the cross section between financial independence and Bitcoin. And today I want to talk to you about the difference between bison and cows. Buffalo versus cows. Okay, it seems random at first, but stick with me and let me try to explain how this works. I have family that have ranches with a bunch of cows on it. And here's what you need to know about cows. When they sense a storm coming, usually from the west, right? They start running east, and cows are not super fast, right? So a storm's coming, the cows start running, and the storm starts to catch up with the cows, but the cows are trying to outrun the storm. So as a storm comes over the top of them, they're running with the storm, which increases the amount of time that they're going to be in the storm, and they're going to be wet and cold and miserable, a lot longer than if they just even stayed put, right? So there's a parallel here, even with human behavior. We do this all the time. We try to avoid or procrastinate these things in our lives that we have to do. People do this with debt, with paying their bills. People do this with uh, things in their marriage, the, the conversation that you want to have, that you need to have, or like setting a boundary. Um, there are so many ways that we are like a cow and that we kind of put things off, we start running away from the oncoming storm, and then we end up just prolonging the discomfort that we're already feeling. Uh, we're waiting to deal with the problem, and it makes it worse. So what a buffalo will do is they will wait for the storm to come to them, and then they start going right into the storm. So if the storm is coming from east to west, a buffalo starts moving west to east, they start going right through the storm, they embrace the storm, and therefore, as the storm goes one way, and they go through it, they're in the storm for a much shorter amount of time, and they're minimizing how wet and how cold and how long they have to deal with this. So the storm is not any longer or shorter, it's just that the cows are running with it, and the bison are running right through it. And I think we need to all be a little bit more like a buffalo. So I'm going to tie this in with some recent comments from Jamie Dimon, the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, and some of the recent comments he's made. He says he is preparing his bank for an economic hurricane. And here's what he says. It's a direct quote. It says, quote, you know, I said there's storm clouds, but I'm going to change it. It's a hurricane. And he kind of goes on to say that conditions seem okay or, or fine at the moment. Nobody knows if this hurricane is going to be a minor hurricane or if it's going to be a named big storm. But here he goes on to say, quote, you'd better brace yourself. JP Morgan is bracing ourselves and we're going to be very conservative with our balance sheet. Okay, So it goes on a little bit more. I'll give you a couple more quotes. Quote, right now it's kind of sunny. Things are doing fine. Everyone thinks the Fed can handle this. That hurricane is right out there, down the road, coming our way. Okay, so that was one quote. Um, and this is what he's talking about, um, why he thinks there is a storm coming. So one is quantitative tightening. I'm going to try to explain this, and this is, this is what he says. Quote, we've never had quantitative tightening like this. So we're looking at something you could be writing history books on for 50 years. So quantitative tightening basically means that central banks are increasing rates, right? Home mortgage rates are going up. They used to be 
two to three percent. Now they're like four and a half to six percent to buy a home mortgage. And what that does on a purchase so big is if I bought my house, we'll just say for $250,000, if I was going to buy a house, my mortgage rate, which I, I have, is at 2.8%. It's $1,260 a month. But at 5% interest, it's pushing $2,000 a month. So it's huge. It basically means that it's so much more expensive to buy a house, to buy a car, to buy anything. It's, it's not just for us as consumers and people in the individuals in the economy, but it's also for companies, for businesses. The cost of borrowing is so expensive. The cost of existing debt that's not in a fixed rate is going up. And how they do this is by raising rates. They're, they're tightening up the money supply. This is kind of a hard thing to explain, but the Federal Reserve has been a buyer of last resort. So they buy assets and put them on their balance sheet and that props up everything for us well now they're starting to sell those things so there's a lot of selling pressure not just from individual people um, like you and your 401k but there's actually selling pressure from the government selling off some of these assets okay so they're going to be selling 95 billion a month in bonds and they've never had anything near this order of magnitude now diamond says quote Central banks don't have a choice because there's too much liquidity in the system. They have to remove some of that liquidity to stop the speculation, reduce home prices, and stuff like that. So this is how they deal with inflation. right? If people can't afford to buy a house, there's less competition for a house. The price of homes will come down, or at least stabilize and plateau, and kind of give us a chance to catch up. There will be more houses on the market. They're not going to be going for over asking. They're going to do price reductions. I'm seeing that more and more on my Redfin daily emails I get where I see price reduced a lot more than I have in the last year. Uh, I'm seeing it a lot in the last month. The other large factor that is on Jamie Dimon's mind is the Ukraine war and its impact on commodities, you know, food, fuel, you know, all sorts of things that we get from them. Um, basically, Jamie Dimon is thinking that the price of fuel could go up to $150 or $175 a barrel, somewhere in that range. Right now, a barrel of oil is about $120, $130. So he's saying it's going to go up another um, $25 to $50 a barrel, possibly. And you think um, gas prices, gosh, um, where I am, Last week, gas prices were $4.29. Yesterday, they were $4.49. It's only going to go up. Um, so brace yourselves. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about what is the bison I started with and what is bracing ourselves like. What do we need to do? Um, start going into the storm now. There are storm clouds on the horizon, possibly, right? We might be going into recession. Um, Tesla's doing layoffs. Netflix there's hiring freezes all over the place. There's still a, a ton of jobs out there, but it's not crazy like it has been in the last little bit just with hiring and everything. So things are slowing down. You have to start getting prepared. So for me, if I am trying to apply this to myself and I'm going to be the buffalo, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start looking, okay, let's look at all my expenses. Is there any subscriptions that I have that I forgot about that I don't use anymore? Okay. Um, yeah, maybe you don't need 
Disney Plus, Netflix, HBO Max, and uh, Peacock. You know, maybe you only need one or two of those. You can just do one at a time. If there's one show that you're mainly watching on Peacock, well, ditch Netflix. Um, and then when you're done with that show, go back to Netflix or whatever, right? So start trimming some stuff. Start de-junking. I'd start going through your house and de-junking. Start selling stuff. See what you can do with a garage sale, right? See what you can cut. Switch to generic store brands instead of name brand um, cereals. You might want to go knockoff cereals. You might want to go just to the store brand, everything that they have now. So there's ways to do it. As far as gas goes and driving, make sure your tires are properly inflated, right? Make sure you're maintaining your car properly and learn about this thing called hypermiling. I've done this for years, but basically... If the speed limit's 35, everyone's going to drive 40. So what I do is I set my cruise control 440, and I live in a kind of a hilly area. And when I start going up a hill, I down-click my cruise control, like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. So at the top of the hill, I'm going 35. And I've decelerated into that hill, kind of like use my momentum to coast up, but I'm not going to use a bunch of gas to keep 40 going over the hill. I actually decelerate. And then when we go down the hill, um, it naturally is just going to roll back up to 40. And so I will just click up five times again. And so this is kind of like a weird thing that I do. But I, but I reliably get one to three miles per gallon better gas mileage than my wife, who does not do these weird techniques that I do. But learn about hypermiling. That's one little example. The other thing is so many times... <laughs> I see a red light up ahead, right? And everyone can see that it's a red light. Yet everyone is like charging up to the red light, um, still going the speed limit and you're 800 feet away. And then they slam on the brakes. I see the red light, you know, a quarter of a mile away, um, just farther away. I start coasting. Um, I turn off cruise control. Yes, I use cruise control all the time. But I, I basically just let off the gas and... I will coast into that red light, and sometimes it turns green by then. I don't even have to stop. So I just start, you know, regaining speed. Hypermiling is a great way to save on gas, right? Um, depending on where you live, like I have this Segway electric scooter that I use. I've put over 750 miles on it. I use it for last-minute trips to the pharmacy or to uh, the grocery store. We're within a half mile of a pharmacy and a grocery store. Um... But like with three little kids, you know, my wife can't just walk there all the time. Like if she's going to go and take the kids, like anyway, so what I end up doing is I end up running those errands for her on this little electric scooter. Plus it's super fun. And while I don't think I paid for that scooter with the gas savings yet, it's, uh, it's getting closer and closer to break even. So that's been uh, pretty fun for me. Uh, so anyway, just basically start stress testing, start cutting Start decluttering. Get your life a little bit more organized. Try to get ready. Uh, make sure you're performing well at your job and giving it the time, attention, and focus that it needs. You want to give yourself the best chance possible in that scenario. It might be time if you don't have an emergency fund to start looking at, well, should I work a little overtime or should I uh, pull a couple shifts at Home Depot or, or something like that and just start building up that savings a little bit. It's not fun to do these things, but do what you need to do to make sure that you're safe if there is truly a hurricane coming. 
I mean, what's going to happen? How are you going to handle it when gas is $6 a gallon? I mean, I think it already is in California, if not more. How are you going to handle it when gas is $8 a gallon? Uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility. What about if it hits 10? I think I saw the headline saying that they were changing the gas station signs to allow for double digits, literally over $10 a gallon. So start thinking about the things that you can do to start cutting and also gaining. There are some really easy ways that you can start saving money. So depending on when this podcast is actually released, uh, I have one coming up on on how I'm paying my mortgage and getting Bitcoin back. If you want to save up some Bitcoin, you can also use a rewards debit card. Or you know, if you need to shift your money from a bank that pays you nothing to a bank like SoFi, an online bank that at least pays you one and a quarter percent. I mean, if you have $10,000 sitting there in your emergency fund, that's a significant amount of money that you will make with an online bank over the course of your entire life. It's thousands of dollars compared to nothing from your normal brick and mortar bank. So there's there's ways that you can start optimizing and I'd love to share more ideas with you. Um, but anyway, be the bison, be the buffalo, start heading into the storm, start stress testing, start cutting, um, just get ready, get, get prepared. And when the storm comes and you're already walking through it, you're going to be more ready, more prepared than if the storm comes and you don't want to be delaying this stuff. You don't want to be running with the storm and have it affect you more than it should have. So I guess that's my message today is see what you can do to kind of stress test and just see how you can get stronger. I mean, basically bring the storm to you now. Pretend like it's already bad and and start uh, hunkering down if you need to. So it all depends on what your income is. If, if you're making 200000 a year and you're saving... Um, 120,000 a year, you know, storms probably not going to affect you all that much if your job is secure and who knows. Everyone's at a different stage, but that's besides the point. Most of us, that's not the reality. For me, that's not the reality. I'm uh, I'm too low on cash right now, for sure. Um that's my big thing is I need to increase my cash, I need to pay down my HELOC, I need to get some of these things going in a better direction. So that's been my focus for the last several months. Um anyway, let me know what you think and what other ideas you have. I'll be sure to try and share some of the tools that I'm using, um, different apps, different cashback things, and what I'm cutting and what I'm doing to get ready for the storm. And hopefully it's not that bad. But there's just so much uncertainty right now, and Jamie Dimon seems to have a pretty good pulse on the global, the macro environment. Seems like a pretty smart guy. So with that... Keep in mind, remember, financial independence, it's not doable, it's doable. And I'll be back with you soon.